Hi, this is AJ. Just wanted to insert this at the beginning of the podcast. Just wanted to let you know the book um, that I talk about later on is Between Heaven and Texas by Marie Bostwick. So without further ado. Hello, this is AJ welcoming you to Inside the Quilting Pot. Grab a craft, have a seat, and let's get started, shall we? Today is Saturday, March the 22nd. We are officially in spring. Um, This is podcast number two. I started podcasting on Friday as usual in my travels. However, um, I got interrupted um, on my phone, so I didn't get to finish. And then instead of trying to remember where I left off, I decided I had another opportunity to podcast while my travels are in progress. So, it is 5.21 in the morning, and I am on my way to the hairdresser. It is, or hairstylist they now call it. It is not too far from where I work, so I have the same amount of time um, to podcast while I am on my way. Yes, 5.20 in the morning, I have a hairstylist appointment. It is at 6 a.m. We start early around here. So, without further ado, I am going to get started. I have several things that I want to talk about this week. Not much quilty goodness, but um, a little. So, I'll just babble as usual. First on my list, I want to say thank you. Um, to DDR Quilter. I got my fabric postcard in the mail. It is cute. I love it. Um, If you haven't seen it, I haven't put it on Flickr group yet, but I have tweeted it, tweeted about it. So if you haven't seen it, um, try to follow me on Twitter and I don't know how you would see it. You'd have to go through many of scroll to find it, but I'll try to get it up on the Flickr group today. Um, sometime and I will also try to get my show notes up today as well since it's so early in my Saturday Um, so yep I loved it it was a little flower um, with rickrack with a rickrack stem and in the little curve of the stem is a little single story house immediately with my initials on it So immediately when I saw it, the first thing I said was, God, this is my house. This is my single-story house. So the little postcard I have named AJ's house. So it's cute. I like it. Um, It's nice, quite quite, um, well done. And it hit the nail on the head for me anyway. Um, As a quilter doing projects sometimes we think that we haven't done enough or or have done too much but if you are pleased with your end result that's what should matter I mean other people have different styles of doing things you have to be happy with what your style is so if you have a finished product and you're happy with it be happy with it I I struggle with that as well. I always say I should have done this or it's not quite right or whatever. But as Francis would say, the muggles know no different. And the quilters 
understand um, what it is to, to do to get that finished product. The love, the blood, and the sweat and tears it takes to get that product done. So, we all love it. So, thank you, DDR Quilter. I love my fabric postcard. I can't wait to get my name for the summer swap. Um, and that was a great transition because Sandy Colwell will be hosting another swap. The spring postcard swap was something I discussed several podcasts ago. Sandy thought it was a good idea and she volunteered to take hold of it. She has taken the reins and ran with it. She is on that galloping horse. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Sandy. I am enjoying it or this past one and I'm sure I will enjoy um, the summer postcard swap. So if you haven't seen the details, I suggest that you go over to Sandy's blog and Sandy and not Sandy. Yeah, Sandy. I'm thinking of other Sandy. The Sandys are running together today. Sandy Colwell's blog um, and just search fabric postcard swap and she talks about the timeline for the summer postcard swap. So if you didn't get a chance to join us this time, join us um, for the summer. And yes, it's going to be a seasonal one. That's how we, um, I talked about it earlier. It would be fun to have a seasonal postcard swap. So summer is coming up and then we'll have fall and winter and we'll see what happens um, as that goes because we would have finished our seasonal postcard swap 2014. Maybe we could make this a yearly thing. We'll see. I just think it would be nice to collect them over time and just have your own little um, fabric postcard book or key ring or I plan on um, maybe maybe putting a little grommet in the corner and putting it on some kind of a D-ring or key ring or something just to keep them all in one place. Kind of like a little flip thing. So that's my plan with mine. We'll see how that goes. The other thing I want to talk about, if I have not talked about Celtic Solstice Finish um, in my last podcast, I will talk about it. I think I talked about finishing it, but it had not quite been finished. It is totally finished now. And again, if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen it. Um, I have put the binding on and it is color me done. Yes, it is totally complete. Not quite bed size, but as bed size as I'm going to get. So I took a couple of pictures. Um, One is actually a quilt, uh, a picture of the quilt on my bed and Jody, you can see the backside of Jody. He was on his way off of the bed. Of course, he never sits when I really want him to have a Kodak moment. So he had gotten up there and did his little roll around on it and sniffed it and he was done and he was on his way off. But he approved of it. So, And they both love it. They both get up there and curl in their little respective spots um, when I'm in my bed. So I am happy with that project. I don't think I ever thought that I would complete a quilt quite that big, Um, but I did, and I like it. So it may be 
a bedside quilt in the future. Maybe not. This may be as close as I'm going to get, like I said. No promises. Just a lot of ideas rattling around up there in my, my brain. And, you know, the old saying is, check out the big brain on Brad. So, if anybody, if anyone remembers that saying, it, it kind of used to make me chuckle. So, yep. Let's see what I, I had a list and, you know, all intentions were to look at my list before I got in the car. But, of course, I didn't. So, I'm trying to remember a rattling from my brain what I talked about. Oh, uh, as you can see, there's no organization to what I discuss. I just talk. There's no organization. None whatsoever. I babble. That's that's my gift in life is babbling. As my daughter said, Mom, you're beginning to ramble. And then she gets tired of talking to me and hangs up. So anyway, that's a whole nother side story. Celtic Solstice was done. I took a picture of um, a top that I was working on when Celtic Solstice came around. And of course, it was inspired by Jenny Doan. And of course, it has some biased edges. And as soon as I'm done with it, I'm done with it. I have decided if I don't have to do anything with biased edges, I'm not. I'm, I'm sorry. I just can't deal with biased edges. It, I just don't have that precision of the piecing to deal with something that stretches without even you trying to stretch it. So, it was her churn dash in which she snowballed the corners. Um, so, I've, fun, I've playfully titled this little top. It was going to be a lap size, but I can't deal with making any more blocks because of the biases, biased edges. So right now I have 12 blocks, three, six, nine. I have 12 blocks. I think they measure about 12 inches. So what I am going to do is put them in three rows of nine, or what I have done is stitch them in three rows of nine. I'm in the process of stitching the rows together going to put a narrow border on it, probably a, a one and a half inch border, which will finish, <clears throat> excuse me, until about one inch. And then I am going to put a binding on it. And I've already got that picked out. So I, I dug around in my stash for those products and got those, those products for that fabric and got all of that picked out. So hopefully I'll get the top done today. So yes, um, I'm doing three rows of three. That's going to be my top. And the three additional um, blocks that I have, I will incorporate into the backing fabric somehow. Um, and then I'm going to color it done. I have a place on my wall behind my love seat that I have that I think it will make a nice fitting place to hang the wall size quilt. So. I have a plan for that one. My boxy stars leader in the project. Um, I haven't quite gotten enough scraps cut to continue it as a leader and ender. Um, so I am going to get some of those cut out. I am also participating. I know. 
I got too many things on my plate, but I rather have too many things on my plate of stuff that I enjoy than have too many things on my plate that stresses me out. Having works in progress don't, doesn't stress me out. Having a lot of things going on doesn't stress me out. Because, just face it, uh, you're only one person. You can only work on one thing at a time. Unless you have a stitching project that you physically have to sit down and stitch. Or you have a project that you travel with. So when you get stuck somewhere. But, but even then, still, you have several projects going on. But you still can only work on one at a time, people. Just one at a time. That's all you can do. Work on one at a time. So it doesn't matter how many you have. You can only work on one of it, one at a time. So, yes. Now, with that said, I am participating in the one and a half inch square swap that's being hosted by Darla. Um, so, I haven't even started cutting. I think we have until May. I'm going to have to go back to double check just to make sure. But I think I have until May 15th to get them all done. I think Darla correct me if I'm wrong um, and then um, Daisy I think is going to start a round robin I think it's a round robin versus a row robin there are two different um, two different things um, so let's see round robins I'm going to try to explain it as how I understand the difference between a round robin and a row robin. And it may be self-explanatory, but for those of you who may not know, a round robin usually begins with a center block done by the current owner or who the, yeah, by you the quilter who will eventually get it back at the end and this is how it was done in the past robin round robins that i have been involved in the center block is done by you whether it's a medallion block or just a 12 inch block or applique block whatever you want your center focus to be is um is what you do yourself and I don't know if Daisy is planning on doing hers this way or not. And with that said, you gather up, you know, your your background fabric if you want all your background to be the same. Um, if you don't, anything that you want special in that quilt that you want to continue as a theme, as a solid theme, then you send that along and enough for everybody to take bits and pieces of it to incorporate in their turn to add to your quilt. Whether they do it in a log cabin style or whether they extend your center out however they see fit. And some I've participated in, you buy all of the fabric and you just send it to someone else and they just decide on how they want to use it to add to your, your medallion. A row robin, on the other hand, is, you know, this, as it says, is a row of the same, the same block. So, 
if I did a row of houses, if I wanted that, then someone could come and add to add a row of pinwheels, or someone could add a row of snowballs. So that is the difference between a round robin and a row robin. They both get swapped the same, but one one is basically rows of the same block and the other one is whatever you decide you want to add to the center block that the quilter has chosen. So I hopefully that has been explained as I know it to be. Daisy may be doing hers a little different, but either way, I'm looking forward to that getting started and I think she's going to start that if I haven't said um, sometime during the summer. Which, during the summer, um, if you're a guild person, most guilds don't meet during the summer because they use it as family time. A lot of guilds meet during the school year or whatever. But anyway, that's a whole different subject. So, yes, I'm looking forward to those two. Well, actually, it's three. It'll be the one-and-a-half-inch mini charm swap. It will be um, the round robin. I'm stuttering. The round robin comes summer, and then the summer postcard swap. So those are the three things that I am involved in. Um, oh, yeah, that's it for what my plans are for right now. Now, for those of you who have EQ or own EQ, um, I have had EQ for quite a while. I'm thinking it was version 4. If I'm not mistaken, that I started with way back. Um, and I've had it and I've upgraded every time. And I really don't know how to use EQ. I bought it with the intent of designing my own quilt way back when. Well, that never came to fruition. Um, so I look at what Noni does. Noni does a lot of stuff in the EQ, and it's pretty cute. So I have version 7. And they have also released a Mac version. So I have version 7 on my PC in my craft room, which is my newest PC. It was on my old one, which is slow as a snail. And I only use it when I have to because it takes so long to boot up. And then it freezes and I've reformatted it and reinstalled everything. And it's just a, it's a mess. So I keep it if I have to do something military because that's where I have my cat card reader. But anyway, that digress again. So when I did the conversion kit, which for people that already owned it was only $24, I think, to do the conversion kit to Mac because you're licensed to have two computers um, with EQ7 on it. I paid for it, it accepted my registration information, uh, my ID and my password, and when I tried to upload it, or download it, sorry, download it, it wouldn't download, it kept giving me an error message code 13, and then when I read the message it said you had to deactivate one of your computers, so at the time I had it on both PCs, so I went to my antiquated computer and I tried to deactivate the computer. The, light, 
the license for that computer and it wouldn't deactivate. So I called EQ, technical, well, customer service, told her what the code was, and well, she couldn't do anything, so she gave me tech support's number. She thought, well, when I told her the hours that I worked, she said, well, usually they're closed because that is the same hours that they work. So I'm like, okay, they're closed on the weekend and I can't be at my computer. I don't know how I'm gonna resolve this issue. So I just took a chance while I was at work. What's today, Saturday? Thursday to call the number of their tech support to see if how I fix this. So I called and I explained the situation and I said, he said, well, let's see if I can't fix that for you. And I said, well, oh, by the way, sir, I am not at my computer. He goes, oh, you don't need to be. I can do that from here. You don't need to be by your computer. Just give me your um, user ID. So you're not your user ID, but your identification information. And I can look it up. And I, I gave it to him. And he said, and what is your name? And I told him my name. He said, okay. He said, I can deactivate that computer from here. So when I went home on Thursday, um, indeed, I was able to upload it on my Mac. And I played with it a little bit on my Mac. And I was happy. But getting back to the whole point of this, I've had EQ for several years and never really learned it. I am in the process of trying to learn EQ7. I have designed a quilt of valor quilt on EQ7. Um, and I will post that. However, I'm trying to do it as a paper piecing project because it has some skewed angles in the block but I'm having difficulty not really having difficulty I am having a problem of getting my printer to print out the paper pieced block directions that I see on the screen when I press print it prints the block out it, the block is not outlined in black. It doesn't print my numbering sequence. It just has a, a faint grayscale, which I have it to print in grayscale. Um, and that's what it would do anyway because it's just a black and white block. It has the grayscale um, block, but none of the defining characteristics as the dark lines I didn't have it print the quarter inch because I wanted it to print on eight and a half by eleven piece of paper and if I had done it that way then my quarter then it just put it on two separate sheets of paper and I didn't want that to happen so I'll just add the quarter inch at the end but it didn't print out the defining lines or the numbers and I can't quite figure out why it, the format of it is OXPS and it's a Microsoft format and I have Microsoft um, Windows 8 and Microsoft uh, the newest versions of Microsoft so I'm not sure why it's not printing out those lines I don't want to have to download another program to get it to print right but it's just not printing out and I don't 
quite understand why. So I may have to call tech support um, to find out why. I just passed a deer. I thought they were all gone. It was on the side of the road eating. I am so glad that he didn't decide to bolt out. I've already had a deer encounter. And I don't want to have any more. But anyway, <clears throat> that's neither here nor there. He wasn't even looking up, so I just kind of went a little slow. So, see, Sandy, I can maneuver the road and keep my eye out. Because, yes, I did see the deer grazing. And, no, he didn't run into me. So, yeah. But, anyway, EQ7, um, what I'm loving this week. Uh, let's see. I had one other thing to well, I had several other things to talk about, but I can't remember what it was right now. Oh, books. Books, books, books. And this is all Tanisha's fault because of her book reviews and others that get up and review books. And then Noni, I just finished listening to Noni's podcast, and she recommended a couple of quilt books, um, which one of them I think I may... No, no, not to say no to Noni, but I did go through and research both of the books that she was talking about. The Wide Space Quilting book and her applique book. And I kind of read um, some of the customer reviews on Amazon about both books and decided against both of them. However, with that said, I did order a book and it was all because of me going to review customer reviews about the books Noni's mentioned and it wasn't that I didn't like either of the books I just decided just reading about what they were about I didn't need that kind of book because I have enough of those Filler Up by Renee Haddon she was one of the instructors, or was supposed to be one of the instructors in the long arm um, Birds of a Feather that I went to in February. She has a book called Filler Up, and it's a whole bunch of designs in there. I haven't gotten the book yet, according to Amazon. I should get it on Monday. Um, and reading the customer reviews on that, it speaks to a lot of long arm techniques and that's what I am really interested in. Even though a lot of the free motion quilting on the domestic machine works um, in long arm application, I just have to see it done in the context of which it was meant to be. I am a very visual and hands-on learner. So I have to be able to see you do it with the same type of equipment, whether it's the same as mine or not, but it has to be the same type of equipment that I'm going to be using to do it. So if you're showing me on a domestic machine, my focus is on your hands, how your hands are moving under the needle um, and your flow under the needle as your hand moves. I, I done Angela Walt not Angela Walters but Leah Day's you know free motion quilting stitches on the domestic machine and I got that kind of down I'm, I'm good with that it's just I didn't want to wrestle large <coughs> excuse me large quilts on a domestic machine and 
anyway, that's a whole nother story. So, I have to see it in a long arm way. So, I have to physically see someone use their long arm and watch their arms, the placement of their hands on the handles. Uh, a lot of long armors say keep your elbows close to you, keep your shoulders dropped. So I have to see you in that visual stance, watch your body movements along with the machine, listen to your machine speed, whether you're on constant or stitch regulated, before I can wrap it in this little brain of mine. So fill her up. Looks like it's going to be focused more for long armors based on the customer reviews so I chose to order that book and I would not have gone that route had it not been for Noni talking about the books that she talked about. Now Tanisha talks about a lot of books and Pam does that they read. Um, Pam is the one that got me hooked on a series and I think it's called the Luna Chronicles or Luna series but um it's called Lunar. Um, the first book was Cinder. The second book was Scarlet. And the book that I just finished listening to on Goodreads was called Cress. Um, and so far, I've given all of the books rave reviews. Well, stars anyway. I love them. It's a sci-fi kind of thing. So I just finished Crest. And I'm looking forward to the next Marissa Myers yeah, Mar Marissa Meyer, um, book number four in the series to come out. Crest just came out, I think it was February of this year. So I'm not sure when the next series or the next book will come out. I'm going to have to do a Google search to see if I can't find out that information. So um, if you haven't gotten into or if you like series and you like sci-fi kind of stuff, I I will endorse what Pam endorsed, the Luna Chronicle series. It's great, 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 great. Especially if you're having someone read it to you while you're traveling. And the other series that I am into is Outlander. Um, I am getting ready to start Voyager. I think that's three or four, I can't remember. I just finished Dragonfly and Amber and I'm getting ready to start Voyager. However, with her books, her books are in the audible world a work week. They're like 40 plus hours to listen to. So it takes a little longer. And right now it's in my queue, but I have sprinkled within that. Um, The, oh, God, I can't think of the name of the book. I'll have to come back and talk about it. But it is, what is, I can't think of her name. I am having such a hard time. Uh, the Other Side of Heaven, Texas. Oh, I can't think of it. Anyway, it'll come to me. I'll put it in the show notes. But I am listening to a book of which I can't remember the name. Um, oh God, it's killing me. But I'll I'll try to remember the name and I'll input it 
at the end of the podcast or at the very beginning of no I'll put it in at the end of the podcast so that you'll know what book I'm talking about and I'll add it to the show notes um, it's about Texas it's a quilt book and I can't remember what it was about but anyhow um, so I'm listening to that once I finish with that because it's a shorter listen I will start Voyager because once I start Voyager I will be listening to Voyager for a while so um, the Outlander series and if you're a fan um, you know that it is coming to a television near you in the form of hosting by stars as a stars series so that'll start sometime this summer so just in case you didn't know yes Outlander is going to be a series that starts on stars this summer. Um, last but not least, um, I want to thank everyone who follows me on Twitter um, for encouraging me on my feather, my feather um, practice. So my feathers are looking better. Um, so yay. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the encouragement. And I'm going to keep it up. Practice makes perfect. So I have reached my destination. So with that said, if you need to get a hold of me, you know how you can do that. You can always go to thequiltingpot.com. That will take you to my blog. And on my blog is a link for my email address, my Goodreads, Pinterest, uh, Ravelry, and Twitter links. Um, if you want to follow me. So, go over, have a look sometimes. Leave me a comment sometimes. Leave a comment on iTunes. Um, for all of us podcasters, we do this not for money. Um, I do it because I like to talk about things that I love to do. So, until next time, may all your seams be straight.